sampraapti or etiopathogenesis is there so if that particular etiopathogenesis favoring a fever condition is there then a drug has a potential that is guduchi has a potential of reducing the body temperature but provided only in a condition where it is increased from the above normalcy so it works in that place and until unless the sampraapti is broken and etiopathogenesis is broken and guduchi has a role to play it will play so once the temperature has reached to normalcy and there is no scope of any etiopathogenesis of jwara uh, or fever like condition so guduchi's role of playing an uh, antipyretic action stops over there that is the plus point of any polyherbal combinations or any uh, drugs from the ayurveda fraternity the reason is guduchi is not what we use is a single molecule how in a western uh, medicine we have a molecule based uh, drug delivery such type of drugs are not there our drugs are a complex of many molecules so when such molecules are there it doesn't act only in one way and it is been very clearly said in ayurveda uh, certain action of a drug is due to rasa certain action of a drug is due to vipaka some viryas and certain action is due to guna and various components of the rasapanchika of the dravya when dravya acts in a multifaceted manner it doesn't only act in one direction that is the reason second thing when etiopathogenesis is broken and normalcy is achieved automatically the role of the drug in particular action what is intended in case of a pyrexia stops or ceases there so that is one of the important uh, issue uh, we need to understand how a ayurveda drug or a herbal drug or a polyherbal combination works so that is the reason when guduchi is given in any patient other than a condition where um, pyrexia condition is not there or fever is not associated symptom that hypothermia doesn't occur and that uh, thermoregulation activity is not taken place it will be working like uh, rasayana dravya or it may be hepatostimulant or something like that or it may be anti gout so entire thing whatever the drug action has the drug has a potential of acting in all those areas provided where we are using these medicines in that person that particular etiopathogenesis should be there then only the drug can act in that direction so once the etiopathogenesis is broken or sampraapti vigatana meva chikitsa what we call it in ayurveda once that sampraapti vigatana takes place there will be no further action continues so that's the reason guduchi is able to reduce the temperature in a patient of pyrexia but once temperature reaches to normalcy it doesn't in further continuation of use after that also guduchi doesn't cause hypothermia this is one of the uh, you know differentiating factor uh, between ayurveda medicines and the uh, you know allopathic medicines so they are just chemicals and they have a specific action and they they will do only that action and uh, i mean as much as we believe that the pharmacology pharmacological advances are there more in uh, allopathy than in ayurveda antipyretic medicine as simple as paracetamol uh, i searched everywhere so almost all health websites all medical science sources they say that that knows actually how the paracetamol acts in an antipyretic way they know that it does it does a thermoregulation but its methodology of action of antipyretic is not yet known this is where ayurveda also has an edge over uh, allopathic medicines that it, it's it's not just the chemicals it's it's a combination of phytonutrients uh, vitamins phytochemicals and lot many things uh, so a combination of whole of the things 
they bring up a, a unique action. So uh, moving on. So last in the last class, we have a discussion regarding uh, Ashwagandha and Shilajit. So uh, Shilajit, uh, can it boost uh, testosterone and all? So now we have uh, from testosterone, we're we are moving into estrogen uh, with the example of uh, Shatavari. So Shatavari is a, a well-known galactogogue. I, I still remember from uh, Dr. Guraja's uh, sir's uh, Dravaguna class. So he used to take our Dravaguna class. So I, I, I still remember him, uh, you know, teaching us that Shatavari is called as Hello Makkala Tai Beru, meaning it acts as a galactogogue and uh, you know, it improves lactation in uh, in the post, and that's why it is one of the essential herbs used in Ayurvedic postnatal care of the mother. So the question is that if Shatavari is a known and proven galactogogue, can it also be used in adult males? So this this is a very important question because I've seen upcoming Ayurveda practitioners who have just learned Ayurveda in US and coming out, they they fear or they do not give Shatavari to male patients at all because it acts as a galactogogue probably it's not useful in adult males. So what's your take on this sir? That is what sir typically with what I explained with the Guduji similar type of thing. Shatavari is also not a simple component or a single molecule. Shatavari is itself is once again a drug with versatile activity but it is a Samana Pratyarabdha Dravya. It is having Madhura Virasa, Madhura Vipaka, Guru Guna and Shita Virya and it is extensively used in those areas and all those studies which are conducted keeping in mind a particular action of a drug is taken considered and accordingly whether it does or not such type of activities has been studied and they found it it is one of the important galactogogue it improves the breast milk secretions for our astonishment we have in Charaka Sutrasthana, fourth chapter, wherein Acharya has explained about 50 Mahakashayas, where he has not mentioned anything about this Shatavari are included in any of the such, such groups. But there, Acharya has included, Acharya Charaka has included this Shatavari in Shukra Janana Varga. And now, another uh, researchers, if you find out in the net, we can, we can get a lot of information about that, that Shatavari also boosts FSH follicle stimulating hormone when uh, shatavari is able to stimulate a follicle stimulating hormone that follicle stimulating hormone is also one of the important component in spermatogenesis so that's why shatavari if it is given to an adult male it improves his uh, functions of this spermatogenesis so that's the reason we should you know we should not just simply brand it as shatavari is a galactagogue it should be given only in the females no it's not like that it is given to a, a reproductive age group female only after prasuta avastha only in the purpurium stage only after delivery if it is given then only that the particular action of galactogogue is enhanced and it is observed and it is gives the result otherwise the same shatavari if it is given to a young girl uh, who is not married or not delivered doesn't we don't understand or we don't observe a galactogogue action so it is not like that where there is a prerequisite atmosphere should be present inside the body which supports those drugs to function drug has a potential of acting as in enhancing the fsh enhancing the prolactin and even galactogogue function is there for shatavari but in the same time shatavari is one of the important rasayana dravya and it is one of the important shukra vardhana dravya or shukra janana dravya so we should we need to understand that 
it, it is not a taboo that we should not give shatavari to an adult male shatavari can be given to adult male it may be given to very other many as uh, conditions i use shatavari in many of the renal calculus patients with a wonderful results shatavari adhikrita in that form i use this and it gives a wonderful result so it doesn't mean that it should not be given to any adult male or something like that so it has a versatile action but provided that there should be prerequisite condition in the body or a sampraapti that which can be able to break it out so we need to understand for all our ayurveda drugs that drug potential and what actually intended or where for what action we are using this drug this to be kept in mind shatavari is a wonderful uh, drug i just uh, took out the bhav prakasha nikantu's explanation on shatavari he says shatavari guruhu shita tikta swadvi rasayani medha agni pushtida snigda netriya gulma atisarajit he says like you explain shukra stanyakari so it is shukra kara and also stanyakara and balya vatapitta srashota uh, etc so uh, it, it's it's having a wide range of uh, action for sure and another interesting uh, you know adravagana topic that you uh, just raised uh, of samanya pratyarabdha and vichitra pratyarabdha uh, you talked about guruji being vichitra pratyarabdha adravya uh, and shatavari now we have the example of samanya pratyarabdha can you please explain this unique concept of uh, ayurveda especially because we have uh, students from outside india as well see we we need to understand that what is samanya pratyarabdha and what is vichitra pratyarabdha there is a sequencing pattern so first we will go for we try to understand what is the rasa of the dravya if the rasa of the dravya is for example madhur rasa then it is intended or it is expected if it is to be fit into the category of samana pratyarabdha then it should possess those qualities which are in favor of those rasas so madhur rasa is produced out of the out of the predominance of prithvi and ap mahabhuta so anything the qualities which is from the prithvi and ap mahabhuta are to be there like guru and snigdha so guru and snigdha qualities should be there in that drug so drug having madhur rasa is expected to be having guru snigdha guna since such a dravya having such qualities should also possess a virya or a potency which should be in favor of these two gunas so that's why it should be having shita guna I mean shita virya so when a drug is madhur rasa guru snigdha guna shita virya and definitely it should have end up in madhur vipaka so a drug uh, typically goes in this fashion we know that how a vipaka takes place madhur rasa lavana rasa end up in all those drugs with this rasas will end up in madhur vipaka and all those drugs with uh, amla rasa will end up in amla vipaka and the remaining three kadnu katutikta kashaya dravyas end up in katuvipaka so such type of combination is expected and that is the basic line so based on that if a drug behaves in this fashion it's a madhur rasa guru snigdha guna shita virya and madhur vipaka and definitely performs this shukravardhana stanyavardhana balya rasayana vajikara and these are the action expected out of these drugs so when these typical things are there then we can explain these karmas how it is taken place based on these rasapanchakas and all these are in in a similar manner that it runs in one direction so it is such a type of drug is known as samana pratyarabdha dravya means samana prati arabdhata it tries to initiate typically something which is similar to it itself so that is the thing what we to understand 
then comes the vichitra pratyarbhata when a drug of madhur rasa should expect that it should be having guru and snigdha guna instead of guru and snigdha guna it has a lagu guna and um, such a drug for example she should be supposed to be madhuri vipaka but it turns into a tikta vipaka i mean kata vipaka then accordingly the, the drug has to be in shita virya but it becomes ushna virya so such combinations of altered um, uh, productions um, we cannot even explain why that particular uh, drug has been uh, having that particular type of thing which doesn't support from its rasapanchaka so such type of altered combinations are also present in the nature by the nature itself of the drug we find such things and they are very potent in treatment and they have very versatile and very wide scope of actions and they work on many many areas so that is the basic thing if all the rasapanchakas fall in one line or one category then we call it as it is samana pratyarabh dravya if they are contrast to each other by basic nature then it is known as vichitra pratyarabhata particularly for even guduchi haritaki pippali all these are vichitra pratyarabh dravyas in the case of samana pratyarabha where all the t- taste the after digestion taste conversion the qualities and the potency all these things are linear because one is supporting the other guna is supporting the rasa which is supporting the vipaka and then virya can you say that herbs uh, will be having more potency as in case of vichitra pratyarabha one is in one direction the other one is in other direction but the herb is acting entirely different in a different way no it is not like that a herb action is basically a collective action of its all rasa guna virya vipaka and everything kinchit rasena kurute viryam kinchit virena so everything certain actions of the drug is done by performed by rasa certain actions of the drug is performed by its gunas certain action of the drug is performed by its vipaka like that for example in case of pippali pippali is having katrusa so katrusa dravya ushta dravya it should not be vrishya dravya but pippali does vrishya action so that vrishya action of the pippali is due to the its madhuri vipaka so that is a typicalness in you we need to understand that how the drug acts particular action of the dravya or the drug is based on the particular component of the drug and while performing that action that particular uh, area that is that is madhuri vipaka of the pippali producing it and performing an action of vrishya will not be hampered by other components so this is the typicalness of uh, ayurveda when there is a inside this um, uh, understanding the drug capacities we try to understand that whether which one is stronger in a dravya if rasa is stronger in a dravya it automatically suppresses the guna if rasa and guna both are weaker and uh, virya is more stronger then virya will suppress both of them if vipaka is more stronger then it will suppress all these three and if prabhava is more stronger then it suppresses all the vipaka virya guna rasa everything and it performs the action so a drug action is not typically based on only one is uh, one it is a collective thing but in we collective action also we don't expect or we don't say that we can't see that a contrasting action because something is opposing the thing it doesn't uh, active but actively participate in each and every action of the drug and uh, cause an obstruction no it won't cause like that that is the typicalness of ayurveda
So, I mean, I did, I did not ask the traditional question. What are your favorite um, Ayurvedic medicines that you use in your practice, in, uh, which are having Shatavari as an ingredient? No, that's the thing. I use it as a Shatavari churna and many of the galactagogues available in the market, like uh, Shatavari granules and many of the uh, things, the galactagogues like uh, things. But one of the traditional thing which I use it is in most of the cases of uh, renal parameters, particularly renal calculus and um, UTI and those those conditions, and even in the particularly those areas where the urinary tract is involved, or where there is a urinary output or insufficiency is there, urine output you can say it is a mutra krichrata whatever it is. In those conditions, I prefer using. Shatavaryadigruta. This Shatavaryadigruta is one of the important things. Then other than that is the Mahanarayana Taila. That's a wonderful drug. You know that and it's one of the commonest one what we use in practice. And that Mahanarayana um, Taila is one of the basic formulation of Shatavari. It's also called as Vaisnavi. Uh, there's some parameters, I mean synonymous names are there for this Shatavari. Uh, so this is one of the wonderful drugs, Shatavari. Um, we use it in even uh, Shatavari Churna in case of uh, male uh, factors where there is a spermatogenesis, uh, some sort of uh, problem with the manufacturing or production of the sperms. So then uh, in that condition also, we, you can use this accordingly. So first thing is we need to understand the basic um, module or the person's uh, whole nature or is it doshic imbalance, all those things. Then accordingly, try to select those drugs or combinations or yogas which fit into our uh, category of what, how can we can break the pathogenesis. So, some, some prapti vigatana may be kept in mind and accordingly, a drug selection is to be done. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Dr. Vivechana ji has raised hand. Please go ahead, Dr. Vivechana ji. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Janardhan, sir. Good evening, Gulat, sir. Sir, yes. I just wanted to ask about the Shatavari. Can this uh, Shatavari Churna initiate early secondary changes in uh, those female, those who have not attended puberty, like around between 11 to 13 years of age? If we give Shatavari Churna uh, along with the milk instead of adding all those uh, market products, so does it initiate any early secondary changes in them? No, I don't think so because Shatavari has this Tanya Vardhana effect. You understand that as Tanya Janana effect. That Stanya Janana can happen only after delivery. So there should be some prerequisite condition that can only initiate it by the drug. It doesn't initiate any action which is of, uh, of this nature, of producing a secondary sexual changes or bringing a early premature menarchy, all, all these things will not happen. This is not a thing of initiating of that level. It won't work in that fashion. Guruji. Sir, how this can we, how this drug can be given in pediatric patients? Now, if we have a COVID third wave, like there will be admissions in our hospital. So, if, at what age group can we start with this with uh, Guduchi, either Churna, either than Amrutarista, sir? We have uh, Amrutarista at our disposal in the form of Guduchi, and we can have a Guduchi Sattva. We can use it in any combination. So, if it is a child, we can use Guduchi Sattva, preferably. Guduchi as a drug as a whole should be given, then it is a better. Guduchi should be given as a powder, mixing with, with either honey or something like that as an anupana, then use it, that will be better. So it, it is safe also in pediatric if we give a single drug, drug, drug therapy, sir? Yeah, it is safer. 
see the our our ayurvedic herbal drugs they are able to give results by their action but doesn't cause any abnormality because if you need to have any abnormality then you should have a single molecule then single molecule in a very rich concentration what the drug as a whole we use it it doesn't have this um, single molecularity it will have a multiple molecules and multiple molecules acting in a different manner and all these things are simply uh, we are giving the therapeutic dosage it is not in a toxic dosage so there is a higher level of drug dosages and which we don't prescribe in case of a children or even even any adult so we don't find such type of any changes or damages to the liver or anywhere with the guduchi or any drug it is not so thank you sir thanks a lot sir if you, if you have to use amritarista at what is the earliest age of the child that we can use i think uh, we have another uh, combination for the um, third wave of covid or something like that amritarista is, is a good but thing is in case of it may be anticipated the third wave we may uh, no, no we may notice lot of uh, children as uh, patients so in that condition we have a, a better drug called arvindasava that can be used in case of that but as a guduchi i i usually start using guduchi after the age of 10 we don't find any complications if we start using the guduchi after the age of 10 but doesn't uh, if it is used in the earlier ages also nothing will happen because many of the marketed uh, syrups are in that also do contain guduchi in them it is being used and targeted to the ch- child age group so it doesn't make any thing but only thing is that shastra or the classical text say that the best drug uh, in the form of asvarista which can be used in case of a child or pediatric group is arvindasava so, i mean you use uh, this shatavaryadi grita in uh, urinary calculi With urinary calculi we always go to gokshara punanava or kshara preparations and all can you please explain uh, the law? shatavari adi grita do contain gokshara in that but it is a classical preparation contain it is based on shatavari which is a very rich or high quality shatavari and gokshara is present in that it is in the form of grita and shastrokta phala end of every yoga they have given a scope where it can give the yield so in that very clearly it is mentioned shatavari adi grita is one of the drug which can be used in urinary system with various condition and i am started using this shatavariya grita in uh, particularly renal calculus in from i think another last 6 years i have started using it out of curiosity and i got to know that and from uh, different sources then i started using the what what the basic change i observed is i used to prescribe a combination or a protocol of treatment but it was not uh, as good as that earlier but when i add the combination of this shatavaryadi grita with hingvastaka churna in the initial days when a patient complains of renal colic when this combination is given within the 3 days of time patient will feel comfortable and after that he won't usually face a pain episode that is one point second thing after using this combination with adding on shatavarya adhrita i found that most of my patients of renal calculus they started expelling the stones totally so that is a one of the plus point what i observed is that it helps in expelling of 
kidney stones in totality or it helps in easy breaking of it how i don't know whether this lipid uh, soluble extractive of thing uh, how it goes and helps in breaking of these stones at the level of that that pharmacology we need to understand a lot but this is what the observation is that's what the classical uh, reference range has been given that it can be given in renal calculus and other such other renal conditions so i started using it and found it very effective and even many of my patients have brought in cover that uh, this is the stone which i passed so that's a very important uh, thing that so we need to um, utilize and further develop understand it for further studies and scope to understand how it functions but this is one of the important area that shatavari adhigrita is extensively used for urinary calculus and renal stone renal, uh, renal calculus i think a kind of a case study has come four year old child with fevers every two months once in every two months for five to six days for your child not related to covid there is hetu of shita and shita and falahara uh, i had suggested one by four a quarter of a tablet of raktapachak for a short time with guruji powder with honey for two months guruji churna a quarter teaspoon matra for four year old is okay or not it's okay then if you if such condition is there you can if the make a palatability out of that by adding some honey or something like that then it is very good to that if you could able to add kalamega churna because kalamega is a very very bitter drug i don't know how your patient will that pediatric age group will accept it but if it is added along with that guduchi and add some honey to that to make it palatability that will be a very wonderful drug combination that will helpful for your all uh, age group of the particularly of pediatric age group it will be a very wonderful drug kalamega with guduchi and honey yeah i mean kalamega and kiratatikta they are uh, different kalamega is andrographis paraclanta and kiratatikta is uh, sosia cherata i hope i'm not wrong in front of my dravana teacher uh, diti ji has raised her hand first of all congratulations to vaidya diti ji she studied ayurveda she came to us to study and you know uh, along with that uh, she has struggled a lot to study ayurveda and incorporating to her yoga uh, knowledge and now she has come up with a, a yoga veda ayurveda center in texas so please go ahead diti ji it's in chicago and thank yes, you so much thank you so much dr hebel you made it possible for people like us to study online and it would not have been possible if easy ayurveda did not exist we would not have known all the jewels so going back to my questions we ha- i have very limited knowledge of dravidguna vidyana based on where i went for school and what we get in america so my question is this shatavari can i give it to women who come with infertility especially when they have uh, fibroids and endometriosis or if not what can i do see basically if uh, you could able to assess uh, the hormone assay in your place if it is possible for you then it is better to evaluate a female who comes for infertility treatment and all those things if you assess or there if fsh or something like that it's there so sometimes even a patient with a fibroid or even a patient with increased prolactin is there then in those areas don't prescribe shatavari it won't work for you there is a typical background where you can use it a patient with such nature with increased testosterone if it is there or reduced estradiol is there then in those patients you can go with shatavari so that is the one typical 
we need to understand uh, evaluate those those people not only based on ayurveda but also for the from the parameters of the modern laboratory techniques you said about increased prolactin i uh, personally have uh, experience with a patient that uh, she was uh, in her menopausal age and i had given shatavari to her and she started having uh, breast pain and increased libido which was not a desire, desirable outcome in her if it is in, in, what is the effect of shatavari on estrogen and can it be advised when there is an increased estrogen already in the in the client no if it is already increased estrogen is there then uh, caution should be there while using it you should not straight away jump into the using shatavari in such patients wherever there is a increased prolactin increased estrogen is already present then take a step back don't prescribe shatavari in those patients another question from my side is like ashwagandha is also vrishya and so also is shatavari is there any uh, similarity uh, ashwagandha is ushnavirya and shatavari is shitavirya is there any similarity or differences in their vrishya action definitely there is a difference in their vrishya action because the shatavari is a samana pratyarabdha dravya and it produces a vrishya action which is profound when compared to the ashwagandha ashwagandha is not samana pratyarabdha dravya but still ashwagandha has a typical effect over the testosterone which is not so in case of a shatavari so in a male adult male who is uh, prospective for the fertility type of thing and he is uh, a very right kind of case and if you go analyze uh, the hormone assay in, in the male also if in that patient if you find that um, testosterone is the one which is the below very low comparatively then better to him giving ashwagandha is more accurate rather than shatavari it is uh, one of my problems that when a client Uh, contacts me and i suggest a few medicines uh, you know it takes a lot of time because typing in email and all i make a combination and i will also put the links to buy and all so it will take like 10 to 15 minutes and i send and then the client comes comes back to me and says that oh i do not want these modern uh, proprietary medicines uh, patent medicines i want only classical medicines Uh, so then again, I had to search for classical uh, alternatives and prescribe. Uh, and I have seen Dr. Gurudev sir, uh, you know, from my days of, uh, as a student, uh, his guidance also. So he is, uh, he's a you know, I, I can say proponent of uh, proprietary medicines. Can you please explain the logic and what would be your reaction if some some of your patients says that he doesn't want your proprietary medicine? See, first of all, we need to understand that prescribing a drug. selecting a drug for a condition is totally under the domain of a doctor it should not be stress passed so if a doctor prescribes or selects a drug for a condition he might have has his own ideologies and he don't he might have understand your body or the need of the condition in a very clear cut manner so we, he need not to be forced to write down what is this requirement it is not just like you are going and checking in a menu in a hotel and prescribing what you want ordering what you want it so that is not a case and here when a my patient if he insists on that then i straight away reject it it is not the domain of the patient to say that what should be given to him or her it is the domain of a doctor that what should be the best for my patient that will be taken care of so that is one point number one second thing over the proprietary medication and classical medicine 
once again the same thing it is the domain of the doctor that he will decide which should be given to whom and what is the benefit out of uh, prescribing a classical medicine or um, prescribing in a proprietary medicine i have seen classical medicines are prepared as per the formula given by our acharyas which are designed many thousands of years of uh, previously so when such type of uh, combinations have been made maybe those drugs are very abundant in those time but presently we have certain shortages and some drugs are kept under uh, red list and some are endangered species we don't get it so most of the companies many times go for substitution but that substitution will not be mentioned over the leaf as it is a classical medicine so we feel while writing the classical medicine that we feel that i mean uh, the formula has what it is said in the book but the manufacturer is using what alternative things we don't know many times it so happens that some uh, equally competent or more potent or less potent drug is replaced at the original but whereas a uh, proprietary medicine is that is a combination of recent days and it is been combined by the manufacturer and he has studied all the pros and cons while making a combination and that's why he won't go for any substitution whatever been is put it in on the label the same drug goes into the combination so that is always a better point that a proprietary medicine is also a too good medicine when compared to classical medicine it doesn't make any sense that the classical medicines are superior and uh, proprietary medicines are inferior no no such things are there in in a country like us and most of the european countries also spirituality and the guru shishya principles so they are imbibed into yoga and also it it, it is imbibed and you know that uh, that relationship has uh, been injected into the ayurveda also so they believe that if say master charaka has made his champrash what are master charaka's uh, medicines are there so he he had meditated or through his spiritual knowledge the combination has come from uh, him uh, through through the uh, textbook charaka samhita and uh, regarding proprietary medicine a, a commercial person manufacturing it with the intention of profit so uh, it's more of a devotional or say that kind of a problem rather than uh, a scientific one see what i feel is uh, for a um, doctor or a physician or a vaidya who may you call it as primary intention is to set right the health of my patient that is my primary target and i have to select such a drugs which is as per the knowledge which i got it through the text as well as i have observed it and i have seen it so such medicines are to be used in my client or my patient for my betterment as well as the betterment of my client so in such a condition it is better that we need to go in such a manner and we should not have such type of uh, something like speculations in our mind that proprietary medicines are inferior or it is not uh, combined by yogi or it not combined by sage something like that see sage yogi and all these things have a emotional tag but they are technically if you understand that what they are doing they were nothing but the scientists they were thinking about the benefit of the human kind human race they are not going for any their benefit that's the reason they have given all these combinations over thousands of years back for the benefit of mankind 
so similarly nowadays if a some person based on the criteria of science and based on the observations and everything he makes a combination which is almost in the line of the classical drugs are such similar type of combinations and if it is been marketed and they, while taking the permissions they need to go for a clinical trials so they have already tried all these things and when the result is obtained then only they could able to market it the thing so it is not a right kind of understanding that um, uh, proprietary medicines are, are not good and uh, only classical medicines are good no such things are there we need to have certain combinations in the form of a classical medicines at certain times so then we need to select classical medicines and in certain times we need to select a proprietary medicine which is a more potent and more competent and result oriented and we need to select that one so we should not have that um, any emotional tag that i should select only those set by charaka i need to select only set by acharya shishruta giving all respect to acharya charaka shishruta vagbata whoever it may be all our previous acharyas they are also very with the scientific and rational mind they developed and formulated the formulations so similarly the continuation of this legacy these newer acharyas are there but we don't call them acharya even many of the ayurvedic vaidyas basically if it is vaidya also we try to fix our name with the prefix with the doctor so this is the typicalness of the influence of the western science so but we don't need to understand in that sense it is it is to be accepted that even uh, proprietary medicines are also a uh, two good combinations are there even from the uh, a pharmaceutical company point of view also for example if they are preparing dashmolist i am not undermining the potency of classical medicines if i, if I am a pharmaceutical company and i am a pharmaceutical company and i am preparing dashmolist so howsoever good quality i may prepare i have a lot of competition there are more than say 100 companies which are manufacturing dashmolarista and it's it's very difficult and i have to cut, cut my prices because you know many many companies will be uh, offering different offers so and all so if i am a manufacturing company and with my clinical practice or my clinical research and also if if the company comes up with a with a unique combination which works then the company itself will put uh, all its effort to make it better so in that way quality wise the proprietary medicines will be uh, will also be as good as the classical medicines because uh, it is it is a unique thing that the company is coming up with so dashmolarista is available to everyone champrash is also available with everyone patolakati rohani is also available with everyone but this proprietary medicine of mine whether it can be himalayas abana tablet or heart care in the us and european market uh, various ones servilon avian so i mean these proprietary medicines the company is indulging in uh, investing a huge amount of money in research they are adding their own traditional experiences and coming up so in, in the market and in in the eye of a physician and also eventually over a period of time in the eye of the general public also the research that is being done in ayurveda today should also have equal respect definitely that's what i said that even when a company comes out with some combination it is not simply a combination a mere combination created by somebody they also have a lot of r and d behind that they'll select the drugs they'll get it from the right sources and right combinations and all these things with us once again a backed background by the classical text support of those things 
and then only they make a formulation then once the formulation is final then it has to be subjected for clinical trials then clinical trials are gone and it is reporting and these values and everything is good then only we can go for marketing with that reports so that's the reason a uh, lot of companies they give lot of uh, thrust on the uh, proprietary medicines because what they do it at the end of the day that they will create a brand so creating a brand is not a bad idea it's a very good one and it has at least he uh, we don't replace the drugs what the combinations is been placed but in case of a proprietary medicine for example dashmula rista if uh, one of the drug of the dashmulite is not available then you may just skip it off and prepare dashmulite without the drug or some add some substitution and uh, do it we don't have such type of still a uh, marker things that for every each and drug there is some fingerprint technology that we can understand or we can go for hptlc and we are, we are not even it made mandatory for the hptlc graph for every drug uh, we don't have any such monographs to be mandatory Uh, in our uh, drug authorities so that we can have a unique um, from batch to batch from company to company similar type of things are to be there but many a times it so happens that we select the drugs from the various uh, geopositional uh, areas and definitely influence the various seasons and many more things so definitely the quality of the uh, combination or yoga will not be similar throughout so that may be changes from company to company and in the same company from batch to batch this is a very um, normal variation in any herbal industry the second thing the proprietary medicine is that because it's it's their own child so they will nurture more on that take care so that it should not be damaged if dashmula rista is of our company damaged okay no problem uh, because it's not going to harm anything because in the market also when we write dashmula rita we don't prescribe which company should be taken sometimes we prescribe in that fashion also but availability of dashmula rita particular company that chemist or a druggist should be there if he is not there then he will replace it whatever it is available with this there are a lot of issues with this type of things so in order to overcome that it is better if we have a very good uh, proprietary combinations which can be uh, taken care for our uh, needs or required in the practice then definitely uh, going for the proprietary medicine is not a bad idea and and also if we only want to stick with uh, say traditional medicines where to draw the line so should we draw, draw the lines to say 3000 years before to the times of uh, charaka and sushruta or should we draw the line to 5th and 8th century for ashtanga sangrama ashtanga radayam or should we draw the line for say uh, where where in the rashastra medicines came into existence in the 8th century so and you know over a period of time many new herbs were added to the ayurveda uh, pharmacopoeia and many were unfortunately deleted as well so starting from bhavaprakasha to sharangara samhita which were recent in uh, written in recent centuries and even the vaishya ratnavali also it contains many other medicines which are not previously told by the charaka or sushruta it, it really is i mean we, we should consider ayurveda as not a you know standstill uh, science which Uh, entirely relies only on the classic charak samhita sushruta samhita it is a moving science which has accommodated a lot of scientific research and many different herbs so that you know that movement and that flexibility itself is is a is a great feature of this unique science definitely that's a that's a reason i said it's a continuously a momentum it should be continuously it's adding and deleting to the materia medica is quite common 
that's why there's a reason many of the drugs nowadays we call it as uh, we, we use it like for for example votes we use it votes but votes are not told in ayurveda there are such combinations are also there which we are not aware of it there are so, so many drugs been added in the nigantu kala which is not told in uh, samhita kala and one of the uh, important drug which is not at all told by the uh, samhitas like kumari kumari is not told in any samhitas but later it has been added in the nigantu kala and we are using it in uh, plentifully so that is doesn't make any sound sense that uh, it should not be used uh, proprietary medicines no not no, it's not like that is the quality of the drug or the combinations and result orientedness is very important if these three criteria are there then it's fine so that also encourages our western practitioners to come up with their own ayurveda combinations with maybe local herbs after due study of their rasaguna virapaka and you know modern research taking everything so that's a new arena that uh, that can be explored by westerners to you know further enhance the ayurveda pharmacopoeia and bring in new combinations uh, diti ji uh, please go ahead i know i i have seen that there are a lot of people a lot of reps come and they introduce their proprietary drugs to doctors in india but practicing ayurveda is slightly different like i'm typical case of what dr heber has asked you i have strong faith in the traditional uh, formulation because i know they have worked and i have no idea to find out the new uh, medication or uh, herbal supplements that are given to me if they are authentic or not so how do we have is, can or can someone prepare a database of these proprietary drugs that you recommend that you know that have worked because there's so many that hit and secondly fda and us have to approve many of these medicines for us to be given to our patients so my question is can we have a list of proprietary drugs that vedias in india know that it works because we have no way to find out first of all like we discussed uh, proprietary medicine the, with which are the companies manufacturing they will be putting their full r&d strength research and development strength into them into making it very good because it is representing their brand so there that there that is that is itself is a good indication and there is no uh, it, it, there are like thousands of proprietary medicines in the market and it, it and and one of the things that i have uh, observed with the us and european and western and australian practitioners is that they rely on they think indian practitioners as higher than than themselves and anyone anyone else so it really is ayurveda practice as much as i have uh, understood is is just it, it's kind of a trial and error uh, and we have to do our own trial and errors and uh, some, somewhere if the ingredients are good and if those ingredients are matching with whatever your previous knowledge of dravaguna is i don't find any problem if if you go and give it a try but, uh, what what do you say gurudas see importantly we need to learn the basics of dravaguna of each and every drug first whichever is known to us through the ages as well as the new drug if you try to understand its rasaguna virupaka and what way it is been used and how it works if you know the basic science of these things then accordingly you can interpret and use these drugs in those conditions whenever i say this is good for fibroid it doesn't mean that a person with vata pitta jaka quality i mean prakruti with a fibroid will have a particular type of result 
by using this drug. But in a person, one way is one purely pitta, as well as even the age factor, many more things are there like Agni, Vaya, Bala, Kala, Rutu. There are many, many things. All these factors has to be that's the that's the beauty of Ayurveda practice that each and every patient is a new patient and we need to have a customized or a tailored uh, prescription for each and every patient. We cannot have uh, simply one uh, uniform pattern and uh, go on copying paste to these those conditions in every patient. That may not be. We have certain drugs which is known as Vyadi Pratyanika, which is able to quench or ward off or clear the disease. So that type of combinations are that drugs which are very good in all those particular type of Vyadi. It is used in most of the condition and most of the prakritis. But certain drugs are Lakshanika, Chikitsa, we use it particularly to quench or suppress the particular symptom. So all these things are there. We need to understand various components of practice. Our aim is Samprapti Vigatana, that is a breaking of the pathogenesis, pathogenesis, and we need to understand various drug activities and whichever is best suited for my client has to be decided by the observing or prescribing physician, which cannot be simply relied upon saying that it is from a very good physician in India, he uses it and I am also using it, but you may not get the results, that, that is a chance you may not get the result also with using the same combination. The combination has to be selected. It only just gives idea that which are the drugs which are suitable for this or which are the yogas which are having the potential to use in this condition. How it is to be used in my client, it is to be decided by the prescribing physician. And uh, Pradipaji has added that I have used some proprietary medicines uh, and have found great results from them. Like Dr. mentioned, it's mostly trial and error and the same medicine may work for one person versus others. Getting US license for Ayurveda pro products, uh, yeah, I mean, the FDA has it safe uh, as long as it's safe, but there are many Ayurveda products which are proprietary and available in the US. Most of the Banyan Botanicals products, Healthy Pitta, Healthy Vata, Vata Digest, Pitta Digest, they have. Um, all of them are like proprietary medicines and of course they have an influence on uh, from the traditional medicine but make, they have made it their own so it's not that hard to come up with a you know your own combination and use it and uh, yeah arti arti has uh, raised her hand please go ahead yeah good 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 evening dr hepper good evening dr guru raja i am very new i just joined uh, last week your classes and I own a, um, a FDA-approved um, um, use licensed unit in Goa, India. Uh, mm -hmm. So when we were talking about, you know, the um, the proprietary medicines and all, uh, and um, I think Deepthiji raised a question that how authentic they are or how effective they are. And, you know, considering the IU, uh, the proprietary uh, formulation part, you know what I feel is. Uh, definitely, you know, I, I trust the traditional um, uh, medicines more than the proprietary ones because anybody, you know, is able to go to uh, FDA these days, uh, read up from the internet, a couple, uh, combine a couple of drugs together, combine a, a couple of herbs together and get a formulation pass, passed under proprietary. But you never know whether it works or not or it is as effective like Chavan Prash is, I, I feel it, it's a super tonic, you know, it works for everyone, for all ages. Um, and um, 
there are chavan prash formulations available right from bedena jandu uh, patanjali to fab india to benin botanicals and all these kind of companies but if you look at uh, fa- suppose chavan prash they are not using all of the herbs that go into making chavan prash uh, if there definitely can be a database you know which guides us like which formulations have worked over the years you know tried and tested then definitely and you know if if one can have a database where you know um, one can see the products which uh, and a traditional ayurvedic chavan prash that will help a lot of us uh, to go to one database to uh, actually find out what uh, what what should be preferred uh, what a person can trust more and pick up you know for their better effect that's what i said in the beginning very clearly any proprietary medicine whatever he is preparing definitely has a lot of r&d and the clinical trials will be there the clinical trial data is a must to give a proprietary medicine fda license something like that even in india also we need to go for the clinical trials without the clinical trials no a uh, drug a new combination will be allowed to marketing so that is a one issue second thing classical preparations classical preparations uh, you are insisting on that uh, let me ask you one question whether these classical preparations are prepared by humans from the same pharmacy how can we rely upon that it is not prepared by charaka it is not prepared by shushruta it is also prepared by the humans of our time there may be lot of substitutions there may be lot of adulteration there may be just deletions from the combinations there may be you see once uh, we go for uh, approval in fdr some licensing authority we give a reference of classical things and we will give uh, details based on those things they give a license but they don't have any uh, protocol or any a process or a technique to each and every batch they will come and assess you and afterward only they will allow you to market it no such things are there so while yeah. taking uh, um, what do you call licensing they may be given something just 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 like that how you know uh, in a hr interview uh, all uh, high five things have been told in the day but once you join and take a thing then the th- situation may be something different inside so that the thing you cannot simply give a just a tag that this particular is good that particular is good no we we can analyze based on their growth and their result orientedness that this particular company anything like the xyz is capable of producing a genuine quality drugs and they just as far as possible they stick on to the classical methods of preparations and they don't go for much of much of substitution as far as possible they try to retain the formulas given by our earlier acharyas that's the truth so such type of combinations are there then we can use it but doesn't make a sense that uh, somebody goes to fda and take a thing no it's not there if you go to fda also then you should be able to give that and once moreover when a drug is been given a license from the fda fda role is over when we prescribe such drugs if we don't get the result in one or two patients in earlier times and the third time we don't use it we just raise it discard it and if everybody start discarding that then what is the use of that they are taken a permission or license from the fda their main intention is gone so no company will allow or they destroy their resources on producing their primary brands so there is a reason they go, go for a building a brand when they build a brand they don't compromise on the quality but there is all chances and possibilities i am not saying that they'll do it but there is all possibilities and chances that 
they may go for a substitution and alteration and even some substandardness may arise and other thing is very uh, reason is that we don't have that um, hp tlc um, uh, fingerprint photograph for every combination and every batch if that is there then we can sometimes we can go for the standardization still that type of things are very far away from the point of view ayurveda pharma industry but you know in future we may have that the scope of that but doesn't make any sense that the proprietary medicines are uh, that lesser than the um, classical medicines and uh, i get the point that you know there may be initial hesitancy of using that i mean this kind of uh, like what guru to the guru sir's point i mean there are ayurveda pharmacies in us which prepares a narayana taila with only four ingredients where it contains like 30 plus 30 plus ingredients so i mean we we think that you know narayana taila is good it's traditional but they are not using the whole uh, of it and a whole ingredients as such and also we have the astavarga example where you know traditionally bavaprakasha and sharangam so they have explained the substitution of it so i mean how to gain the trust if that is the question then start with the you know whatever the traditional pharmacies that you are using you know uh, which are manufacturing traditional ayurvedic medicines only so if you, if you gain the trust then slowly almost all pharmacies that are available in us and even in india also they have they will be having some proprietary medicines so slowly start using one or two proprietary medicines uh, go for older pharmacies well established time tested pharmacies uh, and i'm i'm not uh, asking you to uh, not to try any newer ones at all but because there is a trust uh, established already so that can be a starting point so go go for proprietary medicines in uh, manufactured by traditional manufacturers in in whom you already have trust so that that can be a starting point and over a period of time you will uh, you know uh, start gain, gaining confidence it is just a matter of trial and uh, you know trial and success so we so is there any database where we can find alternatives of herbs that are not available in ayurveda and ayurveda info we have i think bhav prakash has mentioned uh, abhava dravyas even in baishitya ratnavali also we have one chapter dedicated for that where there is abhava pratinidhi dravya has been explained whatever the drug is there abhava then in that place you can select whichever the best suited for that condition like that they are given it is there a list is there already okay uh, thank you dr gurudev sir for making this gurudev series a grand success See you in the next class next Sunday, sir. Thank you very much, and thank, thank you. you for all participants. Thank you. Thank you.